Hello, my name is Maxine and I'm one of the trainers at the International College of Professional Celebrants, the ICPC, and I'm also a practising celebrant. And I am here today with my lovely colleagues to talk about what can be quite a challenging subject, which is um, should children be at funerals? But before I do, I'm going to um, ask my gorgeous colleagues to introduce themselves. Okay, so uh, my name is Rebecca Waldron and I'm training director and trainer for the ICPC. And my name's Mike Warren and I'm one of the trainers at ICPC and a full-time celebrant. So welcome both, it's lovely to talk to you today. Um, I think we've all seen children at funerals uh, in during our experience and um, it is a painful thing or can be a painful thing for um, not only the families to see but also for the celebrant to see um, and you know there's also there's always sort of some debate isn't there from or questions from families about whether their children should attend or not but you know grief is something that we experience at all stages of life whether we're mm -hmm. children or adults and um, I think it's important for us to recognise that this is the case and it's important to work with families um, and people of all ages to ensure that a funeral runs smoothly. So um, I'm going to sort of start off with what you, you view as the potential challenges of children being at a funeral and that's I think in, in three three parts. One is for the, for the children themselves, one is for the family and, and one is for the celebrant and I think I'm going to sort of start off to ask about the the challenges to the children themselves, um, and I'm going to ask you, Rebecca, what what your thoughts are on on those. Yeah, I think um, the the biggest challenge for a child is finding themselves in an environment that they have no knowledge of, except perhaps they've heard it's a bit of a scary thing. Mm. Um, so where something hasn't been explained to them or, you know, um, nobody can really describe it to them. They come into a strange environment. There's a lot of emotion and they kind of, you know, take it all on and, they, and they're not sure how to behave. Mm. So they don't they don't know whether they should be crying or whether they should mm. laugh or and what, ha what happens. They see, you know, um, their parents okay. crying and they haven't seen that before. Um, so it's it can be really strange emotionally uh, for them. Yeah, and I think sometimes um, you know there can be it, they, they are awkward, aren't they? And they don't quite know what to do. And if it's um, especially, I think sometimes you could have children at, at, at the funeral of another child, mm. um, and that must be really really difficult. Yeah, uh, um, and I think. There's, they sort of may not understand what's going on um, necessarily, as you said. Um, and there's some sort of practical needs, aren't there, Mike, about having children at funerals? Yeah, yeah, there are actually. I mean, although, you know, they, they although they can actually take part to a, a large extent, they can, they can take part. But, you know, children do get bored, you know, and particularly if you're using words like crematorium and chapel and um catafalque and all those sort of words and um it they may not understand and very quickly switch off so boredom can easily set in 
And that can become distressing for themselves, but particularly for other mourners and the parents. And then the parents feel that they have to take the children out. So it's quite, that's quite a challenge in itself, being mm. able to meet their needs, their care needs, because they may want to go to the toilet. You know, it's all that sort of thing that you need to be prepared for um, if you involve children in a funeral. But I think probably from the age of seven, say up to 12, sort of primary school age, I children generally have an idea of, of death to a to an extent that it is sort of fi finite you know mm. that's but um younger than that children get very confused as to why they're there and i you know i i had one grandchild who said to their mum on the way out when's granddad going to come out the box you know mm. and <laughs> it's not nice because that so um you if you're going to if you're thinking of that the practicality is to explain that as best as you possibly can to explain what's going to happen so that they know that this is what's going to happen um throughout the process and i think there's um you know we we probably have an awareness but and, and this is a much bigger subject about children and education on on death and dying right. and i know from my own experience as a family when my mum went you probably didn't or probably didn't really think too much about how we managed that with my nephew um and some of that fear about dying came out when he was older and it was only until then we thought oh you know we were having conversations about my mum's um illness and my mum's uh dying without probably um being considerate that that they were in the room so it's not just at the um the funeral itself is it Mike it's it's no. when you're in the room with with the family what are your thoughts around that I think it's really um I I, I think I, I would struggle to have the ch children around because I think that they would find that very difficult to to um really understand but I think it is definitely a conversation to mm. ha be had of how the children are the children coming are they going to be there and how can they be involved? How can they uh, partake in what happens? So sometimes if children are, if the grandchildren are coming, for example, or the children coming, it's it's good to be actively thinking about all, all mourners that are there, including the younger children. Um, so I think it's quite important to think how can they get involved in the ceremony in a way that is quite uh, practical for them and involves mm. them you know whether it is actually um whether it's coming up and tying a balloon to granddad's coffin or uh whether it is coming up and giving a a, a special rose to or, or saying some words or drawing a picture but it's important to consider that with parents at the planning stage mm. Thank you. And Rebecca, when you come across a family and they ask you those questions or it's apparent that that they do want the children to come to the funeral, um, mm -hmm. what what's your thinking and how how do you work through that with them? Well, it does very much depend on the language that's used in the family, in my experience, and how they and how they've talked about death in the past. You know, is death death or is death? Does does that just mean that somebody has got in a box, as, as um, Mike mentioned? Mm -hmm. um, I think for children, 
what I have found in the families that I visited is that actually they, if you ask them questions about the person who's died, depends on the age again, but they love to say, yeah, I used to play with granddad on the floor. You play Lego with me, you know, build this or, you know, grandma would all, I'd be baking cakes with her. Um, and they have some very special memories that, that actually they want to get in um, as well. Mm. Um, so it does depend, it really does depend on the family. And I think that is really super important for a celebrant to take into account is to assess and ask the, the chief mourner, you know, will the children be involved and what do they know already before you go in um, and ask all your questions? So being prepared is really important for this. Yeah, absolutely. And I think some families really want the children to be part of that that, that process if they they want them to be part of that rite of passage mm. um they want their children to be able to mourn and to be part of that ceremony and to be part of the yeah. remembrance mm. don't they yeah. um and i think you know as we always say uh, when we're training new celebrants that the views of the family and the family's wishes always come first and i think it's about um, some practical considerations about if there are children there what kinds of questions you you might like to ask and um, it'd, be, it'd be good to have your experiences of, of funerals where you have had children um, the last funeral that I da- did the, um, the man died he was the same age as me after a very short terminal illness um, and his widow I, I was in the room with his widow talking about his service for most of the time and she asked their son then to come in um he knew I was there and what I was there for and was there anything that he he wanted to do and you know we asked him a couple of questions and he just he didn't want to um and he did want to come to the funeral but there was nothing that he you know he wanted to do and there's a lot of judgment there isn't there because if you keep saying you can do this and you can do that that then he could be adding more distress um, where that's not needed. Um, I don't know if any of you have got um, any personal experiences you'd like to share. Well, I I think in um, there's one particular family that that really sticks in my mind where um, it was um, the young lad was 12. His dad had died very, very unexpectedly. Nothing, you know, uh, it was just woke up one day and he was dead. Um, he was dead in his bed um, but um, what happened with the lad was that he suddenly overnight had to grow up he mm. suddenly w- he was being asked lots of questions that were beyond him mm. so questions such as you know what music do you want um, you know is there something you want to say and so within days of his dad dying he was being asked questions that he was nowhere near mature enough to answer yeah. and, and he was forced to grow up. So um, I think, you know, there are lots of, well, there are there are plenty of lovely books out there that help to explain to children, you know, about death. And I think, you know, Mike, you've probably found in, in yeah. experience as a teacher, A, there's not enough um, time spent in education or really at home talking about death. No, and the the resources for children uh, are not, um, you know, they're they're improving, but they haven't been that great. Mm. No. I, I, you know, that family really stands out for me because I think it's important 
not to force children to make decisions that are beyond where they are in their own emotional maturity at the time. Mm. Yeah, no, I would I would agree with you, actually. I think there's um, to actually be making decisions about the funeral and involved at that sort of planning level is something often that they can't do and that they're not quite emotionally ready for. Um, but we, you need to take it from where the child is and what is happening, what they are emotionally, how they are, not expecting something more or you have, you know, you have to act in a certain way in this particular place on that occasion. But to try to help them through that process, because they will be in their own small way, be grieving, but it might be quite different. It might outwork its way in a different way than how adults are handling their grief. So it's been very sensitive, really, at that time as parents. Yeah. A lot of parents try to hide the facts of what's happened. They've tried. I've even been asked advice, how can I approach uh, or what should we say or what shouldn't we say? Um, because they don't quite know. They don't want to upset the children. Um, but I think what's quite useful with children is that they are very they're very resilient, sometimes yeah. more resilient than we even give them credit for. And they can do and understand things if explained well and involved at the right level. They can do things beyond what we thought that they could do yeah. uh, without necessarily putting more pressure on them. Um, so trying to get them to just talk it through. And I think one of the most important things is to just be honest about things and um, don't try to cover it up, you know, yeah. up to the stars or, you know, he's passed like phrases like he's passed away. It's better to say that he's died mm. and a sense that death and dying is something which is quite final. But I think I, I'm going to totally agree with Bex. I think, uh, Rebecca, the education in this area, bearing in mind at school they, they do personal health education, the concept of death and grief is really quite poor. Mm. Resources out there. There's, there's a lot of nice books, but they're not something that is part of the curriculum. Um, but some lovely resources out there to help explain death to yeah. children and that process. It's, it's interesting, though, Max, I was just going to say, and you may well have seen this as well, that um, with younger children, though, you know, sort of age three or four, maybe, they're mm. quite sort of matter of fact. And if they're there, they kind of bring a little bit of um, there's a different sort of context um and they they they're just sort of looking around very matter-of-factly and you know if if they are at a funeral for their younger sibling you know if it is a if it's a child death a baby death you know they quite often go up and they sort of put a little toy on the coffin and just go they there you are bobby or whatever and you know and off they trot back to to the parents so it's different it's very difficult to anticipate um Hmm. really i think ultimately we respect uh, the wishes of the chief mourner, um, but I think it's a great shame if children are not given the opportunity. Um, and you know, this is just my personal opinion. Don't speak for everybody. The opportunity to 
to mourn and to express their love. Yeah. And I would say that practically all the funerals that I've been to, whether they've put a rose on the coffin or a rose into the grave, or whether I've read a thank you on their behalf, or I might have read a poem to Nana or something like that. It's it's really beautiful. And, you know, it's allowed them to have that rite of passage and not feel excluded from the whole thing. So I think, you know, it's it's absolutely worth considering. Um, and I think our, our role, as you said, is to help um, the family not, necessarily make that decision but I suppose we can give them the pros and the cons but we could ask them about the child and what what would they like um because it's you know it's it's difficult um I kind of just want to ask you both about your actual experiences of having children at funerals and what you've said and what that was like for you so I'm going to start off with Mike yeah so um I think one of one of um, a funeral that um, I can think of is um, one where the grandson was who's lit. I think he was probably thirteen, really relatively young, really. Um, that he was wanting to come up and do a special reading, um, but had never gone into a crematorium before or a chapel like that never stood up in front of everybody before so it was I think everyone was slightly on tender hooks as to how they would get on um so I suppose I I offered to try and support him as much as I could so we gave him a bit of a you know we sort of did the uh, actual words together you know I sort of helped him through those words and his mum was there as well and we sort of talked about the words he was going to use. Um, so the process of actually, um, it, so it was his own words he wanted to say, but it was very short and um, and he just wanted to put those ideas down. Um, and on a practical level as well, um, we wanted that him to be aware of, of what was happening. So during the week, um, when it wasn't the actual service, we arranged to go into the crematorium to show him where he would sit, to show him where granddad would be, to show where he would stand. So it just hopefully alle alleviated some of those fears um, of standing up. And I, I explained how the microphones would work. And when I'd invite him up and if he didn't want to say it, then I would step in and I was right there. So it was trying to give him confidence. And do you know what? I was so amazed by his total ability just to, to speak with just so much confidence and, and love for his granddad. He didn't falter once. I think he just felt totally at ease sharing what he he was sharing. I think some adults would have would have really struggled, mm. but it's amazing. He really um, he did his granddad proud, but he did the whole family proud. And I think he was surprised with the way he had been. So I was thrilled. We we're all thrilled because everyone was on a slight tender hooks. Will mm. he be okay? And that was wonderful. He had a chance to say goodbye. Oh, thank you, Rebecca. What are your memories anything that that comes to mind for you 
Yeah, I, I think, well, there's there's all sorts of things that go on with children, but I think with um, it tends to be sort of um, parents with babies that that worry a lot about noise mm-hmm. um, in the chapel, you know, whether the baby's going to cry and things like that. So, you know, I always say to them, don't worry. That all is the pram in the way in the aisle, and help just helping them with those practicalities and letting them know that actually, if the baby cries, the baby cries. Let's not worry, you know. And they know what to do whether they want to leave. They know where the exit is. Um, when I, I had you know one funeral where the baby cried through the whole thing, but actually nobody minded. <laughs> it was just. You know, mm. it was just the baby and and they, they could hear everything. The microphones were working well and, you know, for, for me as a celebrant and anybody came up to speak. So, yeah, that was, that was a memorable one, but it was a lovely funeral uh, and it was just very family-orientated um, type of uh, affair. I think one that comes to mind for me is we talked to the family and they um, decided that their daughter was going to plant a tree for her nanny um, and then they uh, they talked to their daughter about what she would think and feel about her nanny when she was planting the tree and when she walked past the tree in her garden. And then we read that out at the funeral. So she was there. So it was um, that was really lovely because it included her without her having to actually do anything on the day. We said, you know, she's going to plant a tree for her nanny and this is why. And these are the things that she will remember mm-hmm. about her nanny. So it was it was lovely and um you know the little girl was was smiling at that point because it was lovely memories mm-hmm. um you know so although there was sadness it brought her all those lovely memories of her nanny in a in a moment of joy which we can have so it's been a really interesting discussion i think um you know our role as a celebrant as you know we've all said is to to respect what the family wants but also you know, and it, it is a joy, and this is a word that you, I know you use a lot, Rebecca, to be able to include children um, in that rite of passage. Um, and I think the skill is to be able to do that in a way um, with the best way for them. And I think coming back to what you said, Rebecca, about listening to the wishes of the family, um, knowing what the tone is, thinking about what the, the children want, and it can make it a very, very precious um, experience and not only for the family and the children but also for us as celebrants yeah. so thank you very much for sharing your time today and um, I look forward to chatting to you both again very soon on all things celebrancy cool. thank you thank you